0: Welcome to Immigrant Song, a podcast about immigration in the United States. I'm your host, Robert Stribley. In each episode, we'll discuss a specific and timely topic on the subject of immigration. You'll hear facts and figures, but also interviews with people who are experts or who've been affected by our immigration laws. In this episode, we'll discuss the language of illegal immigration in the United States, and specifically, why the way we speak about undocumented or unauthorized immigrants matters. How we talk about illegal immigration is important, so it shouldn't surprise us that, collectively, we've come up with many different ways of describing those people who immigrate illegally to the United States. Ways which reflect our personal biases and beliefs. If we take a closer look at some of these terms, Maybe we can determine what it is we're trying to accomplish with these different labels and whether we really want them rolling off our tongues. First of all, let's look at the term illegal immigrant. One of the most common responses to any argument made in defense of so-called illegal immigrants, not their status even, but their simple existence or humanity, is to highlight that first half of the term, the word illegal. In the original essay this episode is based upon, I refer to some examples from Facebook and Twitter. Try focusing on the first word, illegal, said a commenter on Facebook. They are criminals by definition. Why is this so hard for the freaking liberals to understand? A commenter on Twitter, illegal immigrants equal immigrated illegally by sneaking over the border. Case closed. The mystery is solved. And another one from Twitter, illegal, the opposite from legal means they're breaking the law to me, simple and clear. That's a mere sampling of many responses from individuals on social media who believe they've pulled a trump card, no pun intended, by pointing out that all illegal immigrants are criminal in nature simply due to their presence. So it seems like a case-closed exercise for many folks, even if you're just making the fact-based argument that illegal immigration is actually in decline or that illegal immigrants are actually less likely to be violent criminals, despite what the Donald J. Trumps of the world may say. What part of illegal don't you get? That's the gist of what you'll hear most often. It's worth stating explicitly that having sympathy for unauthorized immigrants is not the same as encouraging or even condoning illegal immigration. Defending such immigrants against racist stereotypes isn't congruent with open borders and no penalties for breaking the law. Saying those things are all equal is simply inaccurate, a rhetorical sleight of hand. It's often presented as what we call a straw man argument. Donald Trump, along with many right-wing politicians and pundits and commenters, roll out this tired trick daily. All this aside, however, referring to all such immigrants as illegal immigrants also happens to be lawfully untrue. What do I mean by lawfully untrue? Well, factually, only 60% of illegal immigrants arrive here illegally by avoiding border patrols or fabricating documents. The remaining 40% come here legally, but overstay their time here. What's the difference, you say? The difference is the United States government does not consider the latter criminal behavior. That's right. It's a civil offense, not a criminal offense. So the argument that all illegal immigrants are criminals is actually factually incorrect. This is the difference between what is referred to as improper entry versus unlawful presence. So, a broad term like illegal immigrant doesn't serve us well because it conflates two meaningfully different groups of people, one of which has engaged in no criminal activity. Additionally, if the first action we described is still considered a crime, it's a crime punishable by no more than six months in prison and a maximum $250 fine. For comparison, a first-time possession charge for heroin at the federal level is one year in prison and a $5,000 fine. A typical state charge for the sale or distribution of heroin can get you up to life in prison more than 10 to 15 years and a $100,000 fine. So our judicial system apparently considers either of those offenses far more serious crimes than crossing the United States border illegally. Justice Anthony Kennedy underlined this distinction back in June 2012 when he wrote the majority opinion for the ruling on Arizona's draconian immigration law, SB 1070. He concluded that, as a general rule, it is not a crime for a movable alien to remain in the United States. Later that year, the Pulitzer-winning reporter Jose Antonio Vargas summed up his thoughts on our use of the terms illegal and illegal immigrant In a brief but poignant piece, which also called for the media to stop using those words, he pointed out that the Miami Herald stopped using the term, replacing it with undocumented immigrant, as far back as 2003. So did the Huffington Post in 2008, and the San Antonio Express News in 2010. Since then, the media has increasingly backed away from the term illegal immigrant. The AP stopped using it to describe individuals in 2013 although it allowed the term illegal immigration as a subject. So did the LA Times. Then NBC and ABC News followed. However, the New York Times, Washington Post, Wall Street Journal, and CBS continued to allow the term, though in some cases with some reservations. Further complicating the issue, Frank Luntz famously politicized the term illegal immigrant in a 2005 memo to Republicans advising them to use the term in order to reinforce the primary guiding rule of the document's prescriptions for language, Quote, always differentiate legal from illegal immigration, Unquote. Who's Frank Luntz? He's the same GOP strategist who popularized the deeply deceptive term death tax in the early orts, which the GOP and Donald Trump enjoy using to this day. Presumably, he appreciated the label precisely because of its veneer of accuracy, since, as he says in his book Words at Work, the label used to describe those who enter America illegally determines the attitudes people have towards them. Interestingly enough, in that memo, Luntz also explicitly advised against using one particular term, illegals. As we'll see, the party hasn't exactly followed his advice on using this term. In fact, it's their new favorite slur. And I said, we need to build a wall. And it has to be built quickly. And I don't mind having a big, beautiful door in that wall so that people can come into this country legally. But we need, Jeb, to build a wall. We need to keep illegals out. That was Donald Trump, of course, in the GOP debates in the months leading up to his election. Let's talk about that term, illegal. Shortening illegal immigrant to illegal only makes the use even more questionable. It may seem a logical move. It appeals to our penchant for shorthand communication, saves three syllables, saves ten characters in a tweet, and divorce from context. Illegal sounds like a perfectly accurate, clinical, almost empirical descriptor, doesn't it? It certainly doesn't sound as damaging or as inhumane as many of the other slurs lobbed against immigrants in the United States. Mucker for the Irish in Boston, for example. Another word that I won't include in this podcast was used to describe the Irish as well. WAP for Italian immigrants, which is sometimes said to stand for without papers or without passport. It does not. Wetback or berry picker for Mexican immigrant workers hunky or bohunk for Polish and other immigrants from Eastern Europe, kike for Jewish immigrants, which alludes to Jews signing their immigration papers with an O, Keikel is Yiddish for circle, instead of an X, which resembled a cross. We should note this is only a partial listing of such slurs, and my apologies for using them for the sake of illustration here. And immigrants have long been dehumanized en masse via slurs, which insinuate they're dirty, diseased, or some sort of infestation. You'll still hear people smear immigrants this way, referring to them as pests, vermin, rats, cockroaches, or swarms. Again, presume this is a partial listing. That's why illegal... Has become so popular because it's a slur that comes with an excuse. It's the word it's safe to use when you can't use those more traditional pejorative terms. It bears the patina of respectability and supposed judicial accuracy But it still operates to reduce a group of human beings to an other or an enemy and so it's the one term fox news commentators and white supremacists and donald trump and your racist uncle now believe they can use with impunity in my original essay i included screencaps of both trump using the word on twitter and fox news which repeatedly uses the term illegals on both its tv shows and on its website and michelle malkin who uses the term gleefully Malkin also wrote a book defending the use of racial profiling and the internment of Japanese Americans during World War II. Those who use it seem to savor the supposed legitimacy of the term, illegal, while reducing a human being to an adjective. It's true, however, that the word has been used so much it's become a noun. In fact, and perhaps surprisingly, you can trace its use as a noun to describe immigrants as far back as the 1930s when linguist Jeffrey Nunberg says the British transformed the word into a noun to describe Jews who entered Palestine without official permission. He says it's been used ever since as a way of reducing individuals to their infractions. In 1949, the journalist Meyer Levin made a film called The Illegals about concentration camp survivors wandering Europe looking for a home. It depicted their suffering and showed how they were even forced to return to Germany. In 1960, a book also described how the British termed Jewish survivors illegals who would be removed and shipped off to Cyprus. So the term doesn't exactly bear a proud pedigree and its evolution from adjective to noun betrays its point and its power to reduce a human being to their immigrant status and to vilify them as another. After all, do we refer to anyone else as an illegal? Rapists, murderers, grifters, counterfeiters, drug dealers, tax cheats, Ponzi schemers? Nope. Maybe we should remember the words of LA Wiesel. No human being is illegal. As for cries of political correctness, of course that should be a concern. But when words are freighted with negative connotations, that's an issue too. If referring to all unauthorized immigrants as dreamers would be politically correct and referring to all such immigrants this way is essentially a fictional example, then referring to them as illegals is just the opposite. Accuracy isn't political correctness, however, and that's worth striving for. In a 2007 editorial piece for the New York Times, immigration reporter Lawrence Downs nails the issue with this word. It pollutes the debate. It blocks solutions. Used dispassionately and technically, there's nothing wrong with it. Used as an irreducible modifier for a large and largely decent group of people, it is badly damaging. And as a code word for racial and ethnic hatred, it is detestable. The term seems especially egregious when the undocumented immigrants are typically coming here because American businesses are actively courting them. If we're honest, collectively as a nation, we seek to hire such people. This is an inarguable fact. Whatever outrage some share at their presence, it's apparently outweighed by the desire for many American businesses to bring these immigrant workers here and to employ them. And we don't call those businesses illegals, do we? In short then, illegal isn't a synonym for a human being, it's a gussied up slur. What about the term illegal alien then? Well, alien could hardly be a word more calculated to otherwise. Used since the 18th century, both in legislation and by the courts, alien means of or belonging to others in Latin. Not such a big deal? Well, Jeffrey Nunberg has written on this word too. He points out that the New Republic surveyed people about the word back in 1920, and their responses were uniformly negative. They described an alien as a person who is hostile to this country, a person on the opposite side, or an enemy from a foreign land. Of course, we also use this word to describe extraterrestrials, who we often perceive as likely to be strange, terrifying, and even violent. The New York Times stylebook even justified its use of illegal immigrant by maintaining that illegal alien was even more sinister sounding the expression. Tracing its origins in the United States law also reveals some disturbing twists. Its first federal use here came when we developed legislation to determine who could become a citizen. Who are these lucky select aliens? only those who could be described as, quote, free white persons. Yes, that was actually codified in our 1790 Alien Naturalization Act enacted by Congress in that year. Nunberg also points out that the term alien is, quote, far more likely to be used to describe Mexicans and Central Americans than Europeans. He says the tens of thousands of Irish and Poles who are in the country illegally are almost always referred to as immigrants, not aliens. He eventually suggested that when we say alien, what we really mean is brown people who snuck in. We can be grateful our use of that term continues to decline. If we're trying to be fair but accurate, what terms might we use then? Jose Antonio Vargas, the Pulitzer-winning writer I mentioned earlier, is also the founder and CEO of Define America, a nonprofit that fights injustice and anti-immigrant hate through the power of storytelling. I asked him which terms he believes are appropriate to describe these immigrants. Both undocumented and unauthorized work, he said. Illegal does not because human beings are not illegal, actions are illegal, not people. Keeping in mind, then, that language changes, so the connotations of specific words or phrases can be fluid over time, let's examine these terms, which both media professionals and immigrant advocates have settled upon. Undocumented immigrant. Many conservatives complain that this term is politically correct, as it allegedly intentionally obscures the fact that such immigrants are here illegally. is considered euphemistic, a point the New York Times was still arguing in 2012, too. It implies some believe that all such immigrants lack is the right paperwork and that no illegality is involved. With that in mind, undocumented immigrants might best be used for those immigrants who entered the United States legally but allowed their visas to expire, since the government doesn't consider them to have committed a criminal action. On the other hand, as detailed above, you could argue that categorizing an immigrant as illegal for a one-time action perhaps perpetrated many years ago, is not just dehumanizing, but it's also inaccurate. The opposition might argue that these immigrants live in a continuous state of illegality. That seems very black and white to them, but is it? What about the children of these immigrants, or children born to one illegal immigrant and an American citizen? What about the fact that our government has typically tolerated their presence and that companies knowingly employ them? What about those who have already lived here for decades and have lived otherwise immaculate lives from a law-abiding perspective? You can only paint this situation as black and white if you're willfully trying to oversimplify it or if you're simply unaware of all these nuances. Unauthorized immigrant. The difference between unauthorized and undocumented immigrant may not seem obvious at first, but there is a distinction. It allows for the possibility of a, quote, illegal status without assuming illegality, and more importantly, doesn't carry the baggage of that other increasingly loaded term. Writing in the New Yorker in 2016, Jeffrey Toobin responded to critics of his earlier writing by agreeing that he could no longer use the term illegal immigrant when writing about immigration policy. Although his intention was to mute the political content of the language and to be straightforward, He weighed his intention against the argument that the term isn't always accurate and the fact that the term is increasingly perceived as a pejorative. He concluded that the term was in fact more disruptive than he had realized, potentially drawing too much attention to itself. His ultimate decision? He would no longer use that term. He believed that unauthorized is a more accurate term than undocumented or illegal. In a New York Times editorial back in 2007, Lawrence Downs also concluded that unauthorized was a better term than illegal or even undocumented, since it contains, quote, the possibility of reparation and atonement and allows for a sensible reaction proportional to the offense. So if that term, illegal immigrant, is arguably problematic, Why did I ever use it in my writing? A fair question. Like Tubin, I used it partly because it seemed technically correct. Turns out it isn't always. And I didn't intend any personal animus towards these particular immigrants. But to be honest, at the time there was a second reason I thought was strategic. Although I don't like the term myself, I used it intentionally because if you omit any mention of illegality, some people will dismiss an entire piece solely on the belief that if you say, undocumented immigrant, then you're being PC and dishonest. You're soft peddling the issue. Arguably, I'm not going to win those folks over, as you can see in the comments of any of my previous pieces. However, I've always committed to never using the term illegal on its own, as I do believe it's a slur. I've also consciously avoided the term illegal alien. I understand that illegal immigrant was arguably similarly thorny, but I thought it allowed for some legitimate distinction. Now I tend to use undocumented and unauthorized. The latter may be the better term. It actually allows for that distinction while avoiding unnecessary and unkind baggage. Though I do use the term undocumented, it does seem to elide some nuances, at least when used universally. The answer may be to use either of these terms depending on the specific situation, to aim for accuracy that way. I'm happy to listen to those closest to and most affected by the subject, people like Jose, for ongoing input on the subject. Otherwise, aiming for nuance and accuracy, as well as humanity, certainly seems the better route, rather than galumphing along, haplessly dispensing harmful generalizations like those the term illegal insures. Let's kick off a new feature with this episode where we profile a different immigrant to the United States. The scientist Andy Grove was born in Hungary, but at 20 years old, he fled that country during the Hungarian Revolution and earned his doctorate in chemical engineering at Berkeley. He made his name in computers, however, and went on to become co-founder and eventually CEO of a little company called Intel. In 1997, time made him their man of the year calling him the person most responsible for the amazing growth in the power and the innovative potential of microchips. You'll find a link to the original essay this episode was based on in the episode description, as well as links to other well-researched articles. If you like what you heard in this episode, feel free to support the podcast on Patreon. Your support will help make this a better project. For more information, visit patreon.com forward slash Immigrant Song. You can also follow this project on Twitter or on Facebook. Just search for Immigrant Song. Our opening music is Mexico City Blues 2 by Los Negretes. Our closing music is A Meditation on Flight by Alpen, with interstitial music by Podington Bear. All songs are featured via a Creative Commons license. Thanks to Bob Maynard. For the idea to profile an immigrant in each episode. This has been Robert Stribly. Thanks for listening.